and welcome to Real Estate Right Now. We're talking about real estate matters that matter to you. Uh, we are live here from Linda Craft Bean Studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, part of the Greater Research Triangle Park. My name is Jay Izzo. Today's show, oh, is a good one. I got to tell you. Well, they're all good, but this one is especially good because we've never really done this topic before. Uh, we, you know, we've talked about first-time homebuyers. Right. A lot. A lot. A lot. Mm -hmm. And and there's a lot to talk about because, you know, I mean, it's it's the largest, single largest personal purchase you'll ever make. Correct. Right. Biggest investment. Biggest investment. But have we ever talked about first-time home sellers? Bum, bum, bum. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we haven't. <laughs> and so when Cam Crump, who is a selling specialist, we're Linda Craft Team Realtors uh, here, uh, she's an expert when it comes to selling homes. Uh, she brought this topic to me and I said, Ooh, this is a good one because let's think about this for a second. You've purchased a home and when you purchased a home, you wanted to purchase the home for the lowest possible price, <laughs> right? right? Right. Now you're getting ready to sell your home, but you want to sell it for the highest possible price. Mm -hmm. We have a little bit of a conflict. Can you see the conflict? Are you with me in the conflict? A buyer comes in and wants the lowest price, but you as a new seller want the highest price. That's right. How does any real estate transactions actually happen when you have those two people? Well, that's where we have conflict. So you're a first-time home seller. You've never done this before, right? And you're going to have some conflict. What should you know? Well, we bring Kim Crump back to help us go, okay, get the heart rate down. It's going to be okay. We're going to get walking through this. I've done this a lot of times. I've got a lot of stories to tell. So we're going to let her come back and help us out. Understand what we should know as a first-time home seller. Kim, welcome back. Thank you. Do you Thanks like for having me. Do you like the drama the that the I said? Drama. I love it. I love it. It's like, oh my gosh. And that's what actually happens in my brain when I get that kind of call. Yeah. Um, and it happened this past weekend. So I'll start with a story. And that, that's what triggered this uh, topic for today. I get a call from past clients who had purchased a home in 2020. Mm. Actually, it wasn't a call. It was a text because they're younger. Okay. Hey, Kim. Oh, my God. We've actually accidentally <laughs> fallen in love with a house. Okay. I'm like, okay, that's exciting. We want to buy it. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, but you you own a home right now. Right. There are so many steps to go through right. before you can purchase that home or before things you need to know before you can actually purchase a home. Right. And number one, so and this is similar to a first-time home buyer. Right. You always have to look at your financing first. Right. And a lot of people think, no, we can afford another house immediately because we have so much equity in our mm -hmm. house. Right. Thankfully, in our area, we've had a lot of appreciation. Right. So they had they had a couple hundred grand okay, okay. in equity okay, in but, their house. Okay, but hold on here. Yeah. Before you even get to that, though, right? I think sometimes what a new home seller doesn't understand is, well, I think I have equity, but they really probably should start with you first to go. Well, let's make sure. Well, you can have a lot of equity in your home, but... But you may not know that, though, without starting with you first to go do like a kind of a home evaluation, right? I mean... Well, there's that, but 
prior to that and jumping into trying to purchase another house, can you carry two mortgages? Oh, okay. I see where you're going. Does do, yeah. do you does your income, your debt to income ratio support oh, moving without selling first? Gotcha. Can you purchase first? Gotcha. And depending on what market you're in, and I'm local here, Raleigh, Cary area. Right. It, it's a very fast moving market yeah, it's at the moment. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. it's really taken off for the beginning of the year. And it's only going to get faster, by the way, with interest rates coming up. Exactly, right. exactly. I was at, and I was showing buyers a house. Spoke with the listing agent. He had seventy-two showings. Yeah. Scheduled for that weekend. Yeah. So, if you're not prepared and you're thinking, "Yes, I can just go ahead and purchase this house," hang on, let's take a step back. Right, right, right. So first things first. Yes, talk with your realtor so they can get you right. a plan. You need right. a plan set up for you to go from one house to the next. Right. So financing, can you afford two mortgages? So talk to a lender. Talk to a lender, exactly. Okay. And when you talk to the lender, the lender will either say, yes, you're good to go. I mean, nobody wants to carry two mortgages. And typically the plan is we get you into that house. As soon as you're in that house, we right. pull the trigger and list the other one. So we don't have that um, inconvenience of two mortgages. Now, if you cannot afford two mortgages and right. most people can't right right right, right they right. you know it's that's just normal how are you going to get from one house to the next mm-hmm. and if you've fallen in love with just one house mm-hmm. is that house still going to be available right when you've sold yours mm. which then brings up contingencies mm. which is one of the first questions uh, a first-time home seller well uh, can't we just write a contingency? Meaning, can't we say, "Hi, I <laughs> want to purchase your house contingent right. on the sale of my house." Uh, okay, 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 okay. Th- this this brings up a question. It just it, this just so in. many. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just just in in my head. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like literally something just happened. Nobody's feeding me, by the way. My ear pods. It's <laughs> something came into my head. Uh, so, I think understanding contingent offers can be difficult because I think what you're saying is, you know, the home new home seller, first time home seller is really excited about this new house. Correct. But not every seller, by the way, your seller, it's seller, buyer, seller, Mm -hmm. because you are Mm -hmm. a seller, you have Mm -hmm. a house to sell, you're a buyer, Mm -hmm. which you've done before, but you haven't sold before. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to go to another seller with a house that you already have for sale, which is a contingency. But not everybody will accept a contingent in this market, will they? Right. Well, the the way to really look at it as a seller yourself is would you accept an offer mm. from a buyer good. who has a house to sell that is not under contract? Yeah, good. It's a major risk. Most people don't take them right. because you never know when that home right. is going to sell. Hey, it may sell right away. Right. Is it going to stay under contract or is that contract going to fall apart? Right. There's so many different dimensions that go into a contingency and it's such right. a big risk for a seller unless your house is already under contract and past the due diligence period. Right, 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 right. Now right, right. that's a different contingency. If you have your... If a buyer has a house, I know, I know it's a lot. Well, it's just a lot because there's a lot of, you know, you're not thinking about the different levels of contingency. Exactly. Exactly. So if you have in our state, if you have, 
gone through all of your inspections and you're good to go, you've negotiated repairs or don't need to, whatever. If you're past that stage and you're heading to closing, then there's a possibility they would accept a contingency. However, <laughs> if there's multiple offers on the table, a seller is not going to accept a contingency. They're going to want somebody who is mm -hmm. free and clear just to go through the process. Mm -hmm. There's so much that goes into it. Right. Uh, that because timing is timing is an issue, right? Because yes. you've got you've got it. You as a first time home seller want to get this house right away. The seller on the other end wants to sell their house right away, but you don't. Your house isn't sold yet. So, and I know Paul Fitz wrote in and says, "Well, two mortgages for a short period of time is kind of a band aid." Ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, uh, it is, and, and it's one that can peel off really quickly if we're not careful. Um, but then you, this whole idea of going, I know the market's strong, mm -hmm. and I know things should sell, mm -hmm. but there's so many things that can happen that can go wrong Absolutely. In, a, in, a, in the home sale. Yes, that's correct. I mean, because the inspection report, for instance, I mean, on the buyer side, you had an inspection done. Yes, and you say, seller, I want you to fix a, B, C, D, E, F, G, all of it. And then now, you're, now you're a seller. And you're like, oh my goodness, you want me to fix a light bulb? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, but but the, I think what happens, Kim, and this is the psychology that's so that I have thought about for years in this business, the psychology of forgetting <laughs> what we were as buyers. Oh, yeah. When we become a seller. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to see that all the time, right? Because you you've worked on both sides of, with the same people mm -hmm. uh, for years. You've done this. Correct. And do you find that, some, you know, that you had buyers who wanted everything on the inspection report done, mm -hmm. and then they became a seller and they just didn't want to have to do anything on the inspection report? Right. And, and, you know, sometimes it is very dependent on their previous experiences. Mm. So... If they're selling their house and they have really easy buyers and the buyer's like, nah, it's okay. You know, we don't really need everything right. fixed. Give us a couple of thousand in lieu of repairs. You know, they become easier when it comes to negotiations with uh, their purchase. Got it. Now, if you have a buyer who comes in and is drilling them for repairs, yeah. they're going to look back at me when they go and they're like, Kim, we had to fix everything in our house. Right. We want everything fixed on this one. Right, so there right. is an there's an echo behavior that comes through. Did you just say echo behavior? Mm -hmm. Is that anywhere in the literature? Or did you just no? Make I that just up? made it I, up. Okay, because we're going to make that. We're going to make that a psychological. Thing, I think we're going to make it a psychological now? term. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's echo behavior. It's I love echo that. Behavior. That's fantastic. So you've come from one instance, and then your expectations reflect. Yeah. Echo what what your your experience has been. So that's awesome. It is very, and of course every transaction is completely different you know then no two transactions are the same so then the other question you need to ask yourself as a seller now that we've talked about inspections is do you know the true condition of your house mm. have you worn your house down how long have you lived there now typically first-time home buyers stay in the house about three to five years and depending on circumstances now you want a new house right because this one is, meh, it's, it was good at the time. It's great, exciting, but now you're ready for something different. Right. And you've lived in the house, but do you know the condition of your house? Do you right. know how old your HVAC system is? 
your all of your systems. Do you know if you have any problems in your crawl space? And in our area, we do see most of the problems come from the crawl space. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, ha- have you had kids? And have your kids like literally beaten the mm, mess out of, out of your house? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> do you have dings in your wall, stickers? Yeah. you have the LEDs going around the bedroom? I mean, there are so many factors. Yeah. Uh, that you may not think about well, from think, just living in the house. Yeah, I think what happens is you know this. You you you, you have kids, mm-hmm. and they're they're mostly grown now. Mm-hmm. But you have kids. You just know that if you have kids, kids are going to be kids. Hundred percent. And and you know things change gradually over time without mm-hmm. us seeing it or noticing it. Well, you live in that space 24 right. 7, right? Right. right so right. you can walk past the fingerprints. You can walk <laughs> past the chip in the wall. Right. You can walk past, or, you know, just you live with things that you, you're just used to living with. Right. You know, we don't, we don't live the way we sell a house. Yeah. And, and then the other thing is, you know, you buy the house, you move into the house, and then you don't think about, Sometimes regular house maintenance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, we don't, we don't, I mean, like, I, I remember having big seating there and plumbing here, mm-hmm. right? And and them telling me that, you know, some people just don't even pay attention to their heating and air units. They, they don't change their filters. They don't, they don't even change their filters. They just right. don't even think about it, right? Or, you know, if you have a crawl space, the, mm-hmm. the, the barrier may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The vapor barrier vapor downstairs. Bar- and yeah. another one people really don't take note to, uh, the biggest thing for me really is, and it, it affects crawl spaces too, is water. Water is the biggest enemy of right. your house, right? So if you have, if you don't have gutter guards right. and your gutters have been clogged, and you've never had them cleaned, well, that's going to cause wood rot on the fascia boards mm, of your house. Right. So how much wood rot do you have on your house and on your trim? Because that's another big issue as well. Right. People don't like doing the non-sexy stuff. People don't want to fix that. However, if you become the buyer and you saw that right. on your next house, what are your expectations that you're going mm. to? Because buyers are going to expect the same thing from your current house. But you don't think about all these things when you've never sold a house before. Well, and, and then, and then you know, here's the other thing. In your situation that you're talking about, and I think it's true of most sellers, but first-time sellers, they're excited about the next house. Yes. They're not really thinking about <laughs> the house they're leaving. No. Matter of fact, they just want to get out of they it. They want to so they, burn it and so get they, out of so it. they can get to the next one. <laughs> right. And so they're not thinking about, gosh, I got all this work I got to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I don't know the condition of my house really. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's so it's so interesting because uh, yesterday something happened. We, you know, we we redid our house that we're in right, right. a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And Robert uh, Peterson, who works at Linda Craft Team, who does so much handiwork and things, so good. He's so he good. really right. is. He's yeah. really great at what he does. So he was over at the house and he calls me on the phone and says, where's the whole house water shut off? They're going to shut it off from the street. And you were like, um. I, I, do you realize that I, <laughs> it should be, so, I know it's something I should know, right? Yeah. And oh I, yeah, you I should. should. I should know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like going through my head going, it's not in the closets. It's not, you know. And then I, I went, oh, you know, it's up in the walk-in attic. Right. And he goes, really? I go, yeah. I said, I, I I think I remember it's up in the walk-in attic. 
Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you went up there. But you know what? They took you a moment Th- to think about think, it. But think about, you know, I, I am someone who, you know, is in the house, mm-hmm. does, you know, pay attention, works on mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't even remember right away where the house shut off valve is. So for, for most homeowners, mm-hmm. they don't even know. You don't no. even know no, they what's don't. happening. Mm-mm. They don't. And-, and you're so excited about moving in. You're not, you're not paying attention to the other stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, I've lived in my house. I've been here. I go into a house. The realtor walks into a house and I immediately see, okay, this is what we're going to do. No judgment because (laughs) trust me, my house. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Um, I've been living there since 2003. So I walk into all different circumstances. Right. And a lot right. of the times, hey, sellers, just don't do anything to your house until you have an agent come in uh, because you may spend money where you don't need to spend money. Yeah, exactly. And an agent uh, professional is going to come in there and tell you what's more important and what w- will get you a return, what won't get you a return. Um, what do you need to do even though it's not going to get you a return, I'm sorry, <laughs> just because of of maintenance issues, right? Yeah. So when um, I go into a home, and you got to think of this, sellers, a buyer, and you will do the same thing when you go into new homes. A buyer is gets an impression in three seconds. Three seconds. That's all it takes for them to say, "Oh, I like this." Well, or is it that long. That long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, because, you know, okay. So humanly with each other, right. Mm-hmm. We make, we make a judgment about people in like one third of a second. Okay. Is, is, is what we do psychologically. Okay. And so I, I, the reason I'm saying that is like going, do people really take that long? <laughs> Three seconds to make a judgment. Okay. Or maybe well, faster. It depends if there's an odor. Yeah. If there's an odor in the house, it may it's, take it's, long. It's, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's immediate, right? I mean, yeah. you, as soon as you smell something, it's immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe if you're, I guess maybe oftentimes when we go into a house and we see something that maybe we go, uh, but. Three seconds to me seems like an eternity. Well, you know, you have your good smells, you have your bad smells. Oh, I see. Do you have your good smells, which is new paint, fresh carpet? Right. It's being professionally cleaned. Or do you walk in and you smell, uh, and we've talked about this before, the big ones like the cat odors, um, pet odors, smoke. Smoke, cigarette smoke. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, So what kind of odors are in that house? And you don't smell them. Here's the thing about a homeowner. So a homeowner... I, you know, a homeowner, can you go to, if they have cats, let's just say cats. Mm-hmm. Okay. A homeowner doesn't smell their cats, Mm-mm. but somebody who doesn't have cats mm-hmm. smells cats immediately. And if you were like me, who has a cat allergy, mm-hmm. my eyes water immediately. Right. And so I get that cat dander, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even though you've done a great job cleaning up your house, mm-hmm. I can still get weepy, watery eyes and my mm-hmm. nose starts clogging up because they just have a cat on Well, it's the same with mold, right? People mm. who are highly allergic to mold. Mm-hmm. And I experienced this, gosh, it was a long time ago. I think it was maybe 2015 or 16. I was showing a property and one of the children had very, um, was very allergic to mold. The house was clean. Mm. It was in great condition. Right. Oh my gosh, we opened the crawl space door. Ugh, 
Yeah. It was, there was almost fungus hanging yeah. off those rafters and we were out of there. Um, they so didn't knowing, know. So, they so didn't it, know. Yes. Knowing the condition mm -hmm. of the home. Uh, we're down to our last couple of minutes here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so let me check my notes. Uh, it, it, so we, we, here's a few things, right? Know the condition of your home. Yep. Uh, contingencies. Can we, can we do two mortgages? Paul Fitz keeps saying it's mm -hmm. a bandaid, um, <laughs> uh, that we're probably gonna have to rip off. Uh, is there something else that as a first time home seller that we should probably be thinking about here? If you have more questions, just give us, give me a call Yeah. or drop me a message because everybody has a very different specific right. I think situation that they're trying to achieve and you can't work with one person the same you way you work with another one you have to come up with a strategy you have to come up with a process yeah i think the big thing that you really bring that you really brought to the table here is managing your expectations mm -hmm. correct because i think what happens so often is as a buyer mm -hmm. you have a set of expectations right but then as a seller you're gonna have a set of expectations <laughs> yes. and the ability to manage those expectations exactly is so and don't be offended by the inspection report yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. an inspection report it's not it's not a reflection on you it's your house right and, so and that's another uh, yeah and, and again it's isn't that so true if you're on the buyer side you you get this list of things from an inspector you go oh my gosh this house is awful but yet you bought the house <laughs> right you did and, and you probably saw some of the uh, same uh, things right, on your right, report because right, you love the house and uh -huh. then you're going to get an inspection report and you're going to go they expect me to just where the, how'd this house fall apart this fast in four point five years, <laughs> right. right? I mean, this what, <laughs> right? Um, this is so true. But it is so you, so you kind of have to manage your expectations. You got to manage your emotions. Hundred percent. And and you, that's it. That can be hard. Right. And then call a professional. Correct. Get professionals on your team. Yes. Call you. Yes. Don't uh, do anything before. Yeah. Call a mortgage lender. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Paul Fitz is a mortgage lender. You call mm -hmm. him. Uh, Doug Schoonemaker's a mortgage lender. You call mm -hmm. him. Chris Coy's yeah. a mortgage lender. You call him. Mike We've got some fantastic. Well, all of ours are fantastic yeah. partners. Yeah. So really so, great. Yeah. They will guide you. They've had years and years of experience. And you know there may be some solutions to get you from one house to the next. Yeah. But uh, as far as real estate goes, that's different than your financing. So yeah. two parallel paths. You need to work with a lender yeah. and a realtor, and then we all work together yeah. to get you to your next your goal. goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're awesome. It's a great, great topic. Tell people how to get a hold of oh, you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Hi, it's a Kim Crump. Uh, you can find me, Kim, at lindacraft.com. You can also find me on all my socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Um, I use the hashtag close with Kim. And of course, uh, any, any messages. I welcome any questions. Awesome. And I do free consultations. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, thanks for doing the show. Hey, everybody, listen, you that watch the show, you know, as I say to you everywhere, thank you. You have a lot of choices. You chose us. Thank you for watching us on DBTV. We got some exciting news, by the way, of where this show is going to be also be broadcasted coming up later here in uh, probably the end of, by the end of January. Really exciting news uh, that you're going to be able to watch us. Uh, and we're already available Saturday mornings on DBTV, but you can also uh, be able to watch us a lot of the places. Give us a positive thumbs up on YouTube. Wherever you're watching the show, type in a little positive review. <laughs> appreciate that. And that takes you all over the world. You know what that is. Ciao, everybody. Yeah, I want everything. Bye. Bye. It ain't worth living if you're dreaming small.
Living if you're dreaming small